We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Who the hell are we? And why should you listen to anything we have to say? Well, as far as myself, I have an MBA, securities licenses, and clients' net worth for decades for $15 million. They have $50 million. So you only can keep clients like that if you use decision science. You use logic and you use math and you have a vast network of people that you tap in to their knowledge to benefit your clients. Because because of my securities licenses, I have a fiduciary responsibility to protect the public. Now, for me to make money and live a good lifestyle here in Southern California, I have to consistently make my client money. And more than that, provide them with the right intellectual, financial resources so we all could be happy. So I translate that, my career, who I am, into sports betting to give you, of all people, the tools you need to put money in your pocket, betting on college and professional sports. Why do I do that? I do it because I just got tired of listening to the bullshit from ESPN, from Fox Sports. Constant ton, Big Ten channel, constant ton of just crap. So since I watch a lot of sports, since I have a lot of contacts in the sports industry, I decided to share information, good, solid I have a journalism background as well, well-sourced information so we can all help each other get to the truth or at least get close to the truth. Elon Musk said, if you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. So what we do is we collaborate. The sports betting is about collaboration. We collaborate with each other to get as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes. And since we live in a $134 trillion U.S. market, the richest country in the world, for now, there's enough money for everybody where we do not have to be over-competitive. But we teach decision science. We teach uh, mental health, mental health first aid kit. We teach... Uh, different methods, the nuts and bolts, right, of how to pick an investment, how to analyze an investment, right? And sports betting is an investment of your time and your money. So you have to have a very disciplined process. It's part of the process. If you're the toughest, smartest person in any particular room, Run, start running, get out of there. You need tougher, smarter people around you to survive and to do well. And that's what we've done 
hit hit the ball out of the ballpark, and we got gorgeous Mel, who's helping me. Thank you so much for being tougher and smarter than I am, Mel, and for helping us make money in the 2023 NFL season. Of course, I'm glad to be here. Uh, thank you for having me on. Um, I um, I actually would like to um, introduce a couple people that we have on tonight. Um, I'd like to introduce Dennis from Salt Lake, who is a comedian. Um, <laughs> I I would love to know one of your best jokes. Like, what was the best one that really got the crowd going? I uh I always yelled I always yelled Kobe whenever I do gymnastics because I can never stick the landing. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, and um, the next person I'm going to introduce his name is Luke. He is a graduate of University of Kansas. Luke, how are you feeling about tomorrow night's game? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Uh, excited. That's <laughs> definitely the word I would use. And I think <laughs> most people around here would also say that. So when you were at the University of Kansas, where you're one of those kids in the student section, you know, cursing out the other team, you know, can you read? To an those? extent. <laughs> 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 it was always crazy, man. It was always easy money that yes. changes now, but it's always, you know, Kansas and the NCAA tournament, right? They never cover. They might win, but they never cover. So that was easy money. Also, easy money was that uh, the coach of West Virginia, that fat redneck guy, forget his Huggins. name. Huggins. Huggins, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he, he had that deal with Bill Self who finally came out. When everybody found out how shady Bill Self is, now it's legal what he, what he used to do, uh, was he got a $100,000 bonus for beating Kansas. And they had split for five years in a row. I'm like, duh. Once I figured out about the bonus, I knew Huggins was at least going to get one game. <laughs> Probably Bill Self got a cut five, five grand. And, it, and it's funny because ever since that came out, He's never beaten Bill Self because Bill Self always has so much more talent, actually better coach team than Huggins. So I love Coach Bill Self, and I love the University of Kansas. Hey, I agree. All right. So we're going to get into it Thursday night. So what's your breakdown of the game, Luke? What do you think Thursday night? Um, well, I'm going to go with – my heart is saying the same thing as my brain, and I think okay. the Chiefs are going to cover. Well, you like to bet, so you, you got a, a, a ten out of the podcast. Never bet your own team, right? That's the number one okay. rule. Top ten rules of betting. I'll have a link in the episode notes. Why? Because okay. your, your own team is like a kid. You overestimate your decisions, like decision science. We all think we're the greatest sports better of all time. And it's not true. And if you believe that, Vegas will take all your money. And a big part of it is not betting your own team. So that's great. But you know how to differentiate yourself. You know how to think without being ruled by your emotions. And your logical part of your brain as a graduate from the great University of uh, Kansas and Lawrence tells you what, Luke? 
Same thing. Chiefs minus four and a half. Chiefs minus four and a half. And the total is 53. Mm-hmm. What do you think we call the total? I like the under. That's a lot of points. Man, we agree. Without talking to each other, we never talked before the contract. The podcast to keep it spontaneous. Keep it legit. Keep it real. If we do not believe an Easter bunny, I got to be careful because, you know, Melissa has her kids in the background, but we don't believe <laughs> Santa Claus or the Easter bunny. I don't want to blow the bubble. All right. What do you think, Dennis? Out there in Salt Lake City. Uh, I think Chiefs probably have a better chance of going through on this one as well. Hate to be uh, the bandwagon here. Other than that, whenever you dissent, we call you Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Remember Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG? Supreme Court justice always dissenting. And on the podcast we've had, we've had contrarians, which is great. Diversity of opinion. Uh, So... What do you think of the total, Dennis? 53. I think we got the key numbers up there. The average score historically of an NFL game, and they lied to us a lot about this. Oh, it's a high scoring year, da da da. It always ends up being in the 45 range. This game is priced at 53. I think it's Vegas trying to take advantage of all the people just betting the first game. And what do people love to do? They love to bet the favorites and they love to bet over. But we're in business with Vegas. I bet a thousand dollars a game, so I have to keep it straight. So I say uh, under the fifty-three. What do you think, Dallas? Um, uh, I'm go. I'm be different. I'm gonna say it's gonna get sixty-two on this one. Oh wow! That might right. be a bit out there, but no, it's good. That's, that's how we go. And then when Dennis is right consistently, you know what? I thought this, but I'm going to write Dennis because Dennis is hot, hot on those totals. So this is the dynamic, the magic of the podcast, where we have diversity and people get diversity wrong. They think it's race. They think it's gender. They think it's disability. They think about all the stuff on the news. It's not. It's being pragmatic. And one aspect of diversity people miss are two things. We have them here. I'm old. Dennis. Luke and Melissa are young. So we have age diversity on the podcast. And we have regional diversity. Melissa and I are here in the West Coast. We got Luke from the Midwest. And we have uh, Dennis from kind of the, I would say, Northwest. Northwest, South Lake City. And are you Mormon, Dennis? I was at one point. You're not going to get offended. When they talk about the Mormons on the podcast, it's strictly because of the culture. And, and you're giving me insight into this next game, Dennis, because it's part, it's a culture, the Mormon culture, and how it influences the NFL, how it influences business. And the Mormon religion is a religion with the highest per capita income $100 billion. Exactly. They have more money than the Catholic Church. And yeah, in actual dollars, and if you divide it up in the United States. Uh, so when I'm t- when I talk about the Mormons, I'm not talking about religion or politics. I just, I'm talking about how it directly influences who am I going to pick? <laughs> 
so I could so I could you know make a hundred thousand dollars in the NFL again and buy my wife a Louis Vuitton purse because she doesn't like football. <laughs> to keep the peace in the household. So that's specifically what we're doing. Because every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and outcome. The next game we're going to look at the Carolina Panthers at the Falcons, right? Uh, again, fundamental analysis has gotten people rich. Technical analysis hasn't. So fundamental analysis, the number one tenant factor is corporate governance, how the team is run. Uh, so that's what we'll talk a lot about, the owners and how the team is run. The Panthers head coach is Frank Wright. And let me know if this sounds familiar, right? Mormon guy with six kids who ignores his whole family and just focuses on football, nothing else. Huh? Are there a lot of guys like that, a lot of people you've met in your life in uh, South Lake City? Dennis, kind of fit that profile? That's uh, pretty much in the dog. Everyone in the dog is like that. Yeah. And in, and in their mission, right, Frank Reich's mission is? Andy Reid. So Andy Reid mentored him or the people in the mission how to be an NFL health coach. So that's why there's three mafia families in the NFL. Once I figure out the the chair on Zoom, I'll put those mafia families on there. But the one of the biggest mafia families is the Andy Reid football mafia family. The people literally from his mission or Mormon who is NFL head coaches. They all have a certain style and a certain philosophy that they execute, and we execute to put money in our pockets. Second mafia family is the Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, Nick Satan mafia. And the reason I call them a mafia or a syndicate is they only hire each other. I'm a big merit-based guy. I'm a bit big fan of hiring people you do not know to give you that magic, to give you that diversity, real business diversity. Uh, they aspire to it, but they really just hire their own guys, right? Frank Wright, head coach of the Panthers. Now, Andy Reid completely ne neglected his family. That's why one of his children committed suicide. His other kid uh, put it in the contract that he, he was neglected so much. He made himself the linebacker's coach, the assistant coach. What does he do? He gets uh, some cocaine. He gets a lot of alcohol. He crashes his car right before the Super Bowl. And now he's in jail for 10 years. You know, because Andy Reid neglects his kids. So does Frank Wright. But Frank Wright got Philip Rivers to the Super Bowl. So that's why the fact that C.J. Stroud, uh, quarterback from here in L.A., basically trained to be an NFL quarterback, he did well. A lot of these quarterbacks, when they don't do well in the playoff games, it's always I raise an eyebrow. Right, you're Justin Fields, uh, your Hurts. Uh, uh, they haven't won a playoff game. What makes you think they can win a college playoff game, an NFL game, right, or an NFL big game? None of them of those guys that fit the profile, blue blood, you know, Heisman Trophy guys have really won the big game in the NFL. And Luke benefited from that in the Super Bowl, and I benefited from that in the Super Bowl. 950 bucks on my thousand dollar bet, right? Because I knew Jalen Hurts could not win the big game against Mahomes and Kansas City needed a stadium. So, uh, the Panthers, as a found Arthur Smith, 
The Falcons are a cheap team. They'll win early, but won't win late. They've only worked on one side of the ball, which is running the ball. They have Desmond Ritter. So I think they're going to be a complete disaster. Uh, the Arthur Blank, 80 years old, marries a 37-year-old lady who took him to the cleaners, divorce settlement. She's got everything. The kids, she's fighting the kids now. And Arthur Blank can't get any backups. So the Falcons, Discus is the first game of the season. Frank Reich uh, focusing in on that. I'm looking at the Panthers to cover uh, three and a half points. I'm going to buy the half point because I'm betting, you know, $1,000 a game. When I'm in Vegas, I'm going to shop the plus four. And the total average score in an NFL game is 45 points. The total is 39 and a half. I like the under, right? You got two young quarterbacks. You're going to run it a lot early in the season. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. Long-term thinking is higher-level thinking, right? That's why the Belichick family, that's why the uh, Andy Reid football mafia family wins Super Bowls because they're thinking late. So they'll take a loss early in the season to win late. The third mafia football family I forgot is the Harbaugh Brothers football mafia family, right? From Baltimore Ravens and your Michigan Wolverines. What do you think of that analysis? We'll go Dennis and then Luke. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I'm the greatest player. I'm the luckiest man in the whole world. Remember Luke Luke Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> I'll find um, For this one, it's like uh, the Panthers. I want to say the Panthers, but something just doesn't uh, settle with me on that. But I think I'm going to go with them for this one by um, probably 42. Maybe a little high on there, but All right. we'll see. So you like it? So you like the Panthers plus four over. So on a total, Luke will break the tie. People love the consensus pick. I have messages. Oh, what did Luke say? Because I want the consensus pick. So Luke, break the tie. Uh, tell us what you think about the side and break the tie on a total. Um, well, first of all, I think this game is disgusting in all <laughs> accounts. The offenses are not fun. Uh, they're both going to struggle. I mean, Desmond Ritter is basically a rookie, too. Right. And Young, obviously, is a rookie. Uh, but running back-wise, I like Bajan more than I like Miles Sanders. So I'm going to take the Falcons uh, with the points. And then uh, the under. I mean, like I right. said before, this game's not going over. Right, right. So the consensus pick is your Carolina Panthers plus the four points. Under 39 and a half. And since I'm betting a thousand dollars a game, we're gonna buy the half point and make it 40. So it's the Panthers plus four under 40. All right. All right. So the next game we're gonna look at are like nepotism, right? I hate nepotism. So when you look at corporate governance, you look at the Houston Texans at the Harbaugh football mafia family. Harbaugh, right? He wins almost every preseason game. He's ready for first game of the season. Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove. Uh, he's he's putting too much pressure on himself, right? Uh, don't ever care. You, you know, you young guys, Dennis, 
and Luke and Mel, who's a young woman, you know, in her early to mid 20s. One life lesson you can take on forever is never give a shit, never give a fuck of what anybody thinks. Fuck them. You don't like me? Fuck you. Have that attitude true life, right? People who like you, like you. People who don't, don't. Out of 100 people you meet, 40 are going to love you no matter what. 40 are going to hate you no matter No matter what you do, no matter what they say, they hate you. And then there's that 20%. Oh, is this guy in shape? Does he look good? Does he smell good? What car does he drive? What kind of jewelry? You know, those are the middle people, right? <laughs> and you do business with your 40%. And if you're really good, you know, the 40, the 20% will pile on. The 40%, they hate you no matter what. You just flip them off. You identify them and get them the hell out of your life as fast as possible. All right. So Lamar Jackson puts pressure on himself. Why? Because black quarterbacks are supposed to be stupid, right? Black people are supposed to be stupid in general and can't read NFL defense, which is stupid, right? He's putting too much pressure on himself. He's putting too much pressure on himself while he's reading defense. And you know what? Lamar, you're a rich guy. You didn't even get an agent. You're a smart guy. 4.0 student all through school. You don't need to prove anything to anybody. But he's putting pressure on himself to read defenses. Todd Monken is a knockout, lights out, hire as the offensive coordinator. I love his brother. Makes me a lot of money in those Army-Navy games. Army games, period. Army games going under. But that's a college podcast with Mel on Fridays. So the Ravens are ready to go. So they're going to cover the 10 points. Now, usually, Harbaugh does not cover big spreads. But uh, real intelligence is situational intelligence. You always have a formula. You always have a plan. But like Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. So you got to get ready to get punched in the face, be startled, right? And have situational awareness, know your surroundings, and have situational intelligence. So usually the Harbaugh Mafia family does not cover big lines because they're running a lot. In this case, they will. The Texans, nepotism, the son is a racist, fat, degenerate pig. He's never done anything in his whole life except collect an inheritance. He doesn't know how to run a football team. He's had to hire three cheap, inexperienced African-American coaches because he is so racist and he didn't want to get sued. Same thing with Demarcus Ryan's. Wasn't even a coordinator in San Francisco. Lynch is the one running that. So for that and many other reasons, we're going the Ravens minus 10. And you guys let me know about the totals. You think the Texans with maybe Bryce Young or Davis Mills coming in later are going to score any points on the Ravens? You know what? They're not. The Ravens have a really good defense. So I like the under 44. So the Texans, the Ravens minus 10. Under 44. We'll go looped and Dennis. What do you guys think? Uh, I agree with you on the Ravens minus 10. I think Shroud's looked not great in the preseason so far. I don't think I don't think they cover. Right. And I also like the under. I think their defense is too good. Right. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. What do you think, Dennis? I think Texans uh, have a good chance 
honestly. Uh, I would say over three on this one. Texans, uh, they feel. I feel like they uh, have a better offensive, and they can outmaneuver them this time around. Who who are you picking, Dennis? Uh, Texans. So you're thinking picking the pathetic Texans to cover ten points against the the Harbaugh Mafia family? Oh, it'd be very interesting. Very interesting. I'm gonna it's text. Not gonna very much, but uh. I think they can pull through. <laughs> All right, cool. And what do you think about the total? Uh, over three for uh, Texas. You see, it's going to be over uh, 44 and a half? Yeah, sorry. No problem. So you got the over. Luke and I have the under in the Ravens. So the consensus pick is your Ravens minus 10. Under the 44 points. And when the game's 40, well, the game's going to be 24 to nothing at halftime. I'm going to send you a text, Dennis. <laughs> and that's part of the fun, man. The banter of the NFL season has begun. What's the next game we're going to look at, Mel? Um, the Bengals and the Browns. All right. The Cincinnati Bengals against the Cleveland Clowns. The Bengals on the road are a two and a half point favorite uh, in the Browns uh, with Bill Callahan as their offensive line coach always gets them in the playoffs. And they made a, I made a lot of money because I have a client. I can't say her name, but she has a PhD, right? PhD in math from MIT. World Series rings from the St. Louis Cardinals. And she says, Josh, analytics is not working in football. It works in baseball. It works in basketball. There's a certain point until a team hits a brick wall, but it's not working football. And the reason she gave is 60 people on any individual play can determine the outcome, right? You go back to the playoffs where your team, Luke, uh, the playoffs, remember when um, – Houston had that big lead in the first half of the playoffs with Sean Watson. It seemed like the, the game Absolutely. was over. And then the punter comes, misses a signal, and instead of putting the ball away, he takes off and runs and changes the whole game. Right? So that's that's the punter missing a signal. Right? So the way she said is you got 20 – she did the math way. You got 20 got two people on the field. You have coaching staffs. Of 15 people each, right? So 22 plus 30 is 52. Then you have the rest. You have seven rest. That's close to 60 people who can determine the outcome of one play. So you can throw analytics out the window. Cleveland was a 100% analytics team, right? So I knew what they were doing did not work. So that's why I was 70% on Cleveland Clowns. And then when Tepper came in, Tepper, how did he make his money? selling technical analysis. So I knew he didn't know what he was doing. And I knew analytics wasn't going to work. So what was that? I was 70% clowns games and Panthers games. Both learned the hard way. Maybe they listened to the podcast. They learned the hard way. And now they got out of going 100% with analytics and using more analytics for the draft. So the Browns are different. They're at home. Deshaun Watson, 
a complete degenerate, right? If he did to my wife or sister or anybody I was related to, what he did to women, multiple women, they got in trouble, he wouldn't be playing in the NFL right now. His legs would be too damaged. But I don't know him, thankfully. Uh, how does that relate to football? It relates to football that in pressure situations, they lack impulse control. My wife's a psychotherapist, not me, but we do mental health first aid kit. So you got to control your emotions. And Tuesday is the mental health podcast I did. Uh, you got to control your emotions, you control your impulsivity. So if it's a defensive coordinator that knows how to disguise defenses, I kind of use that as a factor. When you're looking at Deshaun Watts' game, um, monitoring his off-field behavior. This is an early game in the season. This is a division game in the season. Average score of an NFL game is 45. First game of the season, a lot of people batting. There's a lot of people, first-time betters in Kansas City. Luke, in Kansas City, have they opened up the sports books yet? Yes, they have. On the Kansas side, All right. yes. All right. So uh, by about midseason, I'll talk to Mel because Mel's the artist. We'll figure out a disguise for you because you're going to ban you from the sports book by the middle of the season because you're making so much money. But uh-huh. uh, I like the Browns. To actually, I'm going to look. I'm going to, I'll be in Vegas, right? So, what I'll do is I'm going to bet a thousand dollars on this game. I'm going to put uh, 250 on the money line. Let me look what the money line is now in Vegas Insider. The money line is plus 120. So for the for 250, I'll get 300 back, all right? And if you went two out of three, right, it's 66%. 52.5% is break even, okay? So if I win two out of three, that's 66%. I'm making profit. In the whole, really, the four years that we had the podcast, we Never had a really a losing week. We've broken even every week. So what do you do is you compound it. It's like compounding interest. Every week you have profit, you're compounding your money. It's going up. So two out of three, I make money on this. So it's 250 on actually I'll, I'll do 300, 300, I'll do 400 on the money line which will give me uh, 450 back. Then I'll split uh, the rest of the money on Cleveland plus the three points, get it to the field goal by the half point, and the under 47 because the average score of an NFL game is 45 points. Callahan being a running guy early in the season, they don't want to show too much of what they do. And it is a division game, which you don't want to make a stupid mistake in the passing game. So I like it. I like the under. I like the Bengals to lose. So I'm going to bet the Browns on the money line, 400 bucks, and then split the the rest of the money on plus three Browns under 48. I'm going to buy half the points. So it's going to be under 48. What do you think about that logic, Luke? I like it, but I don't love it. I uh, I like the Bengals in that one. 
Okay. Do you like the Bengals minus the two, or are you going to go money line Bengals, which isn't too bad, at minus 135? Yeah, I like that. I I don't like betting against – I've unfortunately done it a few times against Burrow and those guys, right. and uh, they're good. They win. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think the total is going over, I don't think. Right. So we agree on the, on a total under 47. We disagree on the side. So to break yes. the tie, we'll go to Dennis in South Lake City. What do you think, Dennis? Yeah, I think the Bengals uh, have my money. Uh, I don't have to actually agree on this. Uh, also under 47. All right. So it's a unanimous pick under 47 and a half. I'm buying a half point under 48. And I'm the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who everybody used to get mad at for descending, being the center, notorious RBG. So I'm Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this. And the consensus pick is the Bengals. Do you like the money line or the points, Dennis? Mm, I'd go for the points. All right. So Dennis is going minus the minus two. So we'll call it uh as a consensus for the podcast, we'll call it the Bengals on the money line. This is a safer bet under the 47. Got that, Melissa? Yeah. All right. Next thing we're going to look at is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New uh, Indianapolis Colts. And I bet this weeks ago. And I got the Jaguars minus four, and I like the under 45. Uh, the Colts quarterback couldn't read SEC defenses. What makes you think he can read NFL defenses? The head coach was only a coordinator for one year in Philadelphia. It's a whole system under Howie Rousman, so he wasn't really doing anything. And then you look at the corporate or, uh, organization of the Colts, they definitely want to lose on purpose because the the city the end that the people don't have any money, the per capita income is very, very low. And the owner is a family, another family-owned team. And the owner is a degenerate crackhead. That if I did what he did, he should be in jail 30 years. He had a pound of Coke. He had 30,000 ecstasy pills and a hooker. The hooker ODs, goes to the hospital. He takes her out early out of the hospital, takes her back home to party, and she dies of an overdose. And he's out running around being the owner of the Colts. But that's why they don't have any money for backups. That's why they get rid of a good coach like Frank Reich. And that's why they're probably going to get blown out first game of the season. And they're not going to score any points. It's going to be under 45. What do you think? We'll go Dennis and Luke. Can't say I'm a big fan of the Colts, but like, not a great uh, coach this year. But well, anytime family-owned business uh, kind of ruins things. Uh, if it stays too long, isn't upkeeped. Uh, right. But I, I honestly think uh, against my better judgment, I'm gonna go with the Colts on this one. The Colts. Uh, and I'm gonna go. Anthony Richardson. Name. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. And what do you think of the total, Dennis? Uh, I'm gonna say forty-two under. 
All right, cool. So we agree on the on the total. We disagree on the side. So it's a break to tie. One more time. Luke, what do you think? Josh, you took the words out of, out of my mouth. Uh, I think Ursa is also a dork. And uh, I like the Jags to cover and uh, for that game to go under. I nice. don't think AR is going to work out well in his first game. No, no. You know, they couldn't wait for him to get out of Gainesville. He had too much fun with the young girls there. Got himself in trouble <laughs> with that. And started stealing laptops and stuff. So they had to quarantine, get him away from the student population, make him go pro. And he never won anything. So it's going to be a disaster. He looked horrible. So the consensus pick is your Jacksonville Jaguars. And then Peterson, to note, belongs to that same Mormon mission as Frank Wright and Andy Reid. Coach Peterson, over there with the Jaguars. Uh, and it's going to be under the 45 points. Next thing we're going to look at is Todd Bowles and the cheapo, cheap Glazer family from Tampa. They listen to the last podcast. I'll make sure it's published everywhere where they rob. He had the insight on that. The Glaziers were thrown out of being the owners of Manchester United because they were so cheap. Uh, except when we had them in the restaurant, they tipped kind of decent. Uh, they're going against Kevin O'Connell in a dome stadium, controlled environment with the Vikings. Uh, I like the Vikings minus the six over the 45. Over the 45 in a controlled environment. And then uh, Chad, when he's on, Chad works out with Joe Burrow. So he gives you the inside of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and all those guys, Josh Allen. Uh, he always says, and he always saves us on the podcast, made us a lot of money in a controlled environment. Usually will go over Kevin O'Connell's offensive coach, wants to score some points. Uh, Baker Mayfield for Tampa Bay. They'll get some points on there, but Vikings at home, they need it. Uh, over 45 points, minus six. What do you think, Luke? We'll go Luke and Dennis. I like the Vikings to cover and it to go under. Uh, I don't really trust Baker to put up right. points. Nice, nice. So we agree on the side. We disagree on the total. Break the tie, Dennis. What do you think about the side and break the tie on, on the total? Yeah, I mean, I have to go with Luke on this one. I uh, feel like the Vikings probably have this one in the bag. All right. So he's good. I'm Bruce Bader Ginsburg again on the total. So we're going to go with your Minnesota Vikings minus six over 45 points. You got that, Melissa? Yes. All right. What's the next game we're going to look at? That would be the Titans and the Saints. Tennessee Titans with Coach Mike Rabel, Tennessee. He is from the Bill Belichick football mafia family along with Nick Satan. Won three Super Bowls as a linebacker for Belichick. Um, copies the Belichick system to a T. He's got Derrick Henry. He's got no quarterback. Will Love has sucked at Kentucky. What makes you think he's going to be good in the NFL? But I digress. He's playing the Saints. Lloyd Benson. Lloyd Benson followed the same blueprint as the wife of Arthur Blank in Atlanta. She married a man 50 years older and took all his bills. Took all the money. Now she's the owner of the team. So who knows what's going to happen with the Saints? Uh, the total's low at 41. I kind of believe it because the Titans have to win running the football. Dennis Allen does not convince me. You look at the measure of the man. When you guys go into jobs, Luke and Dennis, 
and you're looking at your surroundings, look, you have to measure the man. Who can you trust? Who can you not trust? You know, who's you know gossiping? Who's uh, really got good information, right? You got to measure that to do well in whatever company you're working in. So when you measure the man, you got to go with Bravel over Dennis Allen. First game of the season, Bravel has upset people in the playoffs, upset Belichick, upset Andy Reid from the Andy Reid Mafia football family. So give me your Tennessee Titans plus three under 41. What do you think, Dennis? We'll go Dennis and Luke. I'm be the contrarian here. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, the Saints on this one. Median contrarian. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, if you want a job done right, you gotta do it yourself. You're the only person you can trust. Yes, amen. So, who do you think? I got Tennessee plus a three under forty-one. Uh, go Saints. Uh, forty-one under forty-one. Oh, he's going the other way. So we agree on the total. We disagree on the side. Break the tie, Luke. What do you think, Luke? I like the Saints. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't trust Tannehill. I think Derek Carr in a new offense could be pretty good. Uh, I like the Saints. I would probably take a money line rather than the minus three. But that's right. Derek Carr is there. I, can't, I forget. Mm -hmm. But did Dennis? He, he never went anything. All he did was flip the ball out to Devontae Allen and Fresno State. Then he goes to the Raiders and always good for a couple of uh, turnovers. And that's how you knew Brent Musburger was betting on the games when he cursed when Derek Carr from <laughs> He's cursing on the air and announcing the game. Oh, even more reasons I like the Titans. So, yeah. But I'm the Ruth Gator Bainsburg in this one. So the consensus pick is the Saints minus the three, but we all agree on the under 41. Under. So people Listening, yes. maybe want to bet more money in the under 41 because we all agree on that. And we have a split decision on the side. I like Mr. Bravel on the road, giving some plus money uh, to cover. And you guys like the Saints, right? Now, we could all agree on the same bet and make money, and the audience can do this because they can bet the Saints on the money line. So the Saints on the money line would be minus 175. So you can bet the Saints on the money line, the Titans plus three. So put that in there. So that's a podcast. That's where we're going to go at. You win two out of three, you get 66%. 52.5% is break even. And this is a Warren Buffett podcast. Always make money. Right. That's what Warren Buffett said. Always make money. Never lose money. So betting three sides of the bet there, right? It's dynamic. I'm like, oh, both these other guys are going to the Saints. Why don't I do the Saints too? Saints money line, minus 175. Bravo plus three, under 41, which we all agree. Uh, so the next game is San Francisco 49ers at Mike Tomlin in the Pittsburgh Steelers. No. Mike Collins an outlier. He's more Tony Dungy, uh, cover two defense. I've been to 37 straight training camps. And one of the early training camps is when I lived in Tampa. Uh, Tony Dungy's first and second year, you had Monty Kiffin, 
His son's the head coach of Mississippi. Um, Lame Kiffin, Monty Kiffin, head coach. He created that Super Bowl defense with all those Hall of Famers. Uh, your secondary coach was Herman Edwards, who ended up coaching the New York Jets and the Arizona Cardinals. Linebackers coach was Lovey Smith, longtime head coach in the NFL. Got Grossman into the Super Bowl with the Bears. Won the Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator for the Rams. And your defensive line coach was Rod Marinelli, who ended up being the head coach of the Detroit Lions. It's still in the NFL because he's a defensive line guru. Defensive assistants were Mike Tomlin, Raheem Morris. This goes on. So I didn't know what I was watching, but very good defensive coaches. For that reason, I like the Steelers plus the three, second-year quarterback, 49ers. The epitome of nepotism, the epitome of long-term thinking. They're thinking Super Bowl. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. Long-term thinking is higher-level thinking. So a team like San Francisco is going to play vanilla. They're going to play fundamentally sound football. They're going to protect that defense with a running game. They're going to lose games running early, win them late. That's why Chicago only won three games last year. One of them was against San Francisco, first game of the season. I say. History repeats itself. So I'm going to put a thousand hard earned dollars on the Pittsburgh Steelers because it is a thousand. I am going to buy half a point. So the Steelers plus three and a half. And man, I made a small fortune betting Mike Tomlin unders. So give me under 41, which is close to that kingdom. What do you think, Luke? We'll go Luke, then Dennis. I like it. I, I like everything you just said. Um, not to be too basic, but I, I agree with, I think it's going to go under and I like the Steelers with the points. Very nice. The Steelers plus the three with the points under 41. What do you think, Dennis? I'm going to have to say the 49ers on this one. Uh, like you brought up a lot of great points. Um, long-term thinking, uh, nepotism also has to think long-term, um, just feeling good about the 49ers on this one. Uh, let's say uh, the nepotism in Shanahan, his dad won two Super Bowls, and then Shanahan, um, because of his dad, his dad's relationship with Andy Reid, Shanahan is part of the Andy Reid mafia football family. Dennis, so you like the Niners minus the two points, and what do you think about the total? Uh, I'm gonna go under 41 for sure. Under 41. So we all agree under 41 split decision on the side, which is the Steelers plus the three. So the consensus pick is Steelers plus three points under 41. Awesome. We're halfway through, man. And we're making money <laughs> watching football. What's the next game we're gonna look at, Mel? <laughs> uh, the Cardinals, the Cardinals and the Commanders. All right, the Arizona Cardinals, the Bidwell family who actually is in the Mafia. They finally gave up their five racetracks, family-owned, cheap team. That's why they have a short high school quarterback. Um, they're playing the commanders, and you got to give credit to Daniel Snyder, one of the richest con men of all time. He had absolutely no money, but he could get a loan from the bank. 
He got launched by the commanders through emails, through his own stupidity, and economy can only last so long, right? It's a short-term thing, long-term, it's always a disaster. So they figured out he was a con artist and he was making a lot of mistakes. So all he did wanted to do was harass all the women that came there, the cheerleaders. Um, he wanted to steal money because he didn't have any money. So he was stealing money from the team. So now uh, he gets kicked out because the corruption has gotten to a point where Gruden got fired and now Gruden's lawyers digging things up and got Daniel Snyder um, kicked out of the league. And on the way out, he was like, oh, all the NFL owners are mobsters, right? He was thinking about the Bidwell family. Minus seven, it's just too many points for these two calamities, right? Uh, the total is 38. Vegas is seeing the, the calamity, uh, how pathetic these scenes are and how the ownership has raped and pillaged the TV money and hasn't reinvested back into the team. So these are family members. And let me know, Melissa, do you have a family member like this? Everybody does. I know I do. I have actually too many. Uh, they're unreliable. They're late to Thanksgiving dinner. They say they're going to bring a pot roast. Then they say, oh, the pot roast was burnt. <laughs> uh, they're, they get to the Thanksgiving dinner and they're apologizing to everybody because they have to amend, do amends because they're in the 12-step program. And then, you know, they're asking you for a hundred dollars. And I'm like, I can't give you a thousand dollars, but I can give you a hundred dollars. And I'm going to give you a check. I'm not going to give you cash because of your drug history, mm -hmm. but I'm going to give it to you. Right. I'm not mm -hmm. going to lend it to you because I know I'll never see it again. <laughs> right, right. I'll never know I see that money. So I'm going to give you a check so you don't blow it on drugs or alcohol or something like that. And I'm going to give it to you because I don't expect it back. I don't even want it back. We love you. You're family. We understand. Mm -hmm. Do you have a family member like that? I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few, but thankfully they don't live in the same state as me. So. Oh, that is awesome. No, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, you get those late phone calls and you never know. Oh, they say, oh hey, Uncle Josh. How are you? How are things going? How's been? This never done. It's so, oh, Uncle Josh, I'm in another state. Uh, can you Venmo me a thousand dollars? No, <laughs> I'll Venmo right. you fifty bucks. <laughs> I'll Venmo you fifty bucks in two seconds, but I'm not going to Venmo you a thousand dollars. So that's who the Cardinals is, and who that's who the Commanders is. So you can't trust them. You cannot trust the Commanders with seven points. 38 is such a low total, but it is two pathetic teams. I'm going to say it's going to go over because they are pathetic. They're going to get depleted in the second half. And somehow it's going to get over 38. Average score in an NFL game is 45. At 38, any fluke can get that thing over. So I like, give me your Arizona Cardinals and the Bidwell family plus a seven. Over the 30. We'll go Dennis and Luke. Yeah, like you said, these teams are uh, not impressive. So it's like, uh, but I'm going to say uh, Cardinals on this one. Then I'm going to go for, uh, I'm actually going to go under for 38. I don't under think they 30. have, 
I don't know if they can get it up there again. Maybe right. that was the roof, you know? And no, exactly. So we agree on the side. We disagree on the total. So break the tie, Luke. For those people who love um, it. I don't I don't know if you guys saw that viral video of the uh, flight to Barcelona, but that's what this game is. <laughs> uh, this is not the – I said the other one was disgusting. This one is straight up. This is ass. This is not going to be fun to watch. Um, I like the Cardinals and under, I guess. This game might be 7-3. to three. Right. All right, so the consensus pick is your Arizona Cardinals. Plus the three, plus the seven, actually, uh, under the 38 points. Because you're right, it's complete disaster. Two disastrous teams. Two bad teams, but with two loyal fan bases. This is going to be the next game. The Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Plus one at the Bears. Bears need a new stadium. Oh, at home, minus one. They're going to get the rest from the calls because people don't get the rest wrong, right? It is immoral and unethical for a referee to make a call that's wrong on purpose, but it's not illegal. I have a fiduciary responsibility to make my clients money, or some of my richer clients are like, Josh, come down. You came from a poor middle-class background. Come down. You always want to make money. What I need is tax mitigation. I want to pay the government the least amount of money and, you know, it's a platinum rule. Golden rule, people get it wrong. It's a platinum rule. Golden rule is treat others the way you would like to be treated. In business, to make money, it's the platinum rule. Treat others the way they would like to be treated. All right? So the refs have a fiduciary responsibility to the league. We had Adrian Robb last week, who is also an attorney, top Formula One agent, top FIFA agent. Uh, agree with me. They have a fiduciary responsibility to the league to make money. So they have to make calls that makes the league money. The NFL is a commercial real estate company. The Bears need a new stadium. So you think all year, Roger Goodell sent a memo and said, hey, uh, with things being even, a preponderance of the entrance, more likely than not, the Bears are going to get the call. So if you can bet on a replay or whatever, bet the, the, the Bears are going to get the edge. So look for the Bears to win this game, minus the one point. And, uh, again, uh, a division game, uh, I like it to go low scoring. So Bears have a defensive coach, Eber House, who is really part of no uh, NFL Mafia family, very rare. Uh you know, he was with Pinkle and Missouri, your neck of the woods, Luke. He was a defensive coordinator at Missouri when Missouri was winning uh, SEC titles with a gay linebacker, remember? Uh, the gay linebacker, Sam. That <laughs> yeah. caused a lot of problems, got Gruden fired. Uh, and then he went to Indianapolis with Frank Wright and got Phil, Philip Rivers in the Super Bowl. With no, so he knows how to coach with no talent. So give me the Bears, minus one under the forty. Too. We'll go Luke then Dennis. What do you think, Luke? Um, I like the under as well, but I like the Packers. Ooh, the Packers. History oh, history oh. says big time. So LaFleur, who's from the Andy Reid 
Gruden football mafia family. Uh, you know, he's from that football mafia family. So Shanahan, you'd like him. So that's a split decision there. So Luke likes the Packers plus the one on the road against the Bears. But we both like the under 42. So break the tie, Dennis. South Lake City. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with you on this one, Josh. Uh, the Bears for sure. Uh, I'm going to say under as well. All right. So we all agree on the under. So the fans always win. So the fans at home can put a little extra on what we all agree on, which is the under 42. And uh, let me see here. This time, Luke is the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG, the, the center, <laughs> picking the Packers and Coach LaFleur. I, I have so much empathy for Coach LaFleur. He used to, you know, throw out a play out there, and Aaron Rodgers was like, ah, nah, we're running this. <laughs> LaFleur, the head coach, is a spectator to Aaron Rodgers doing what he wants to do. Uh, later podcasts, I'll uh, share the story where I got hired, I actually got hired, super rich person, to because his daughter wanted to uh, date Aaron Rodgers, so I had to investigate Aaron Rodgers. I'll leave that story for mystery for the next podcast, or when we do Aaron Rodgers. Found out a lot about Aaron Rodgers. I'll I'll say the main thing I found out about Aaron Rodgers when we get to Monday Night Football, last game. Next game we look at is the Raiders, the greatness of the Raiders. At Sean Payton, Sean Payton is from the Belichick, Satan, um, Bill Parcells football mafia family. They do not change. They look at the first six uh, weeks of the season as focusing on fundamentals. Not doing too much. Total is 44. It's in Denver, high altitude. I always like betting the Denver second half line uh, in high altitude. Uh, the coach of the Raiders, McDaniels, is also from the Bill Belichick, Nick Satan, Bill Parcells, Mafia Syndicate family of football. So there's going to be a lot of similarities in this game. Again, another division game. The total is 44. Really like the under because both coaches are very unmanageative. They got their jobs because of the mafia, not because they're good at anything. Peyton won a Super Bowl with uh, Drew Brees. Why? Because New Orleans needed a stadium. They were redoing the the the, the Superdome. <laughs> a lot of money off that. So we love Coach Peyton for that. Uh, but in a division game, it should be a very close game. Give me the Raiders plus the four points, under 44. We'll go Dennis and Luke. What do you think about that game? Yeah, I'm have to say the I'm yeah, I'm gonna agree on the Raiders for this one, but I'm actually gonna say over for them. All right. So we agree on a side, we disagree on the total. But break the tie, Luke. What do you think about that total? Um, I'm going to go under on that, um, what is it? 44. Yes. And then, uh, I actually like Denver to Ooh. cover that three and a half. Nice. I would probably buy a half point and take him at minus three, right. but. Right. Cause you don't want to get killed by the half point. Especially no, it's no, on a key number. So take note of this, Melissa, when there's a half point on a key number, you always want to buy yourself out of it. Because you don't want it 
that to lose you money. For the game to be 27-30, right? 30 to 27, and you lost by that half point. 37, 30 to 27, push, you get your money back. 3.5, you don't. So the split decision is your Las Vegas Raiders, Coach Josh McDaniels, plus the four points. They don't have Josh Jacobs. They're going to turn around. It's going to go under, under 44 points. Is your consensus pick. Next game we're going to look at is Coach McDaniels from the Andy Reid Football Mafia family against Melissa's LA Chargers. On this one, we're going to go to Melissa, who's our Chargers expert. What do you think about this game, Melissa? I okay. I think I think that how do you say not to bet on your own team, but Right, right. So we're not going to let you bet on your own team. We got, right. we got, we got your own account and everything. So we're going to skip that game. But what's your exactly. analysis? But I'm going to give my opinion. I think it's going to be a good game. Right. Um, but there's there's a lot of hope for the Chargers this year, and the Dolphins have a lot of injuries on their roster, and we only have two injuries going going into this game. So I feel like that we're going to be up on this one. That we're going to take the lead. Nice. Nice. Love it. I feel good about this. I feel good about it. I feel good going into this one. And female intuition is 100%. My wife does not watch football. However, in 20 years of marriage, she is 17-0 and 0 against the spread. She'll just blurt something in. She's been right 17-0. and 0. And, of course, I track it on the spreadsheet. So I'm going to go with female intuition, and I'm going to go with Melissa, and I'm going to go with the Chargers on the money line minus 160 and 51 is way too many points for first game of the season <laughs> uh, yeah big fangio is the defensive coordinator for the dolphins so mcdaniel harvard graduate smart guy the only beef i have with him is you know to gain political points he's trying to say he's black he looks white to me but that's another story uh i like the chargers minus 160 51 too many points because what happens is salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term. So even if you have a really good passing game with Tua, with Waddle, with the great receivers they have, it's a long season. You want to save the legs of your defensive guys so you run it. So the more you run it, the more you keep clapping, more the defense stays on the sidelines, you keep the legs fresh for later games in the season. For us, what that means is not just idle football knowledge. Is putting money in our pockets. It means mm -hmm. under. Analysis means under. Means out of the thousand dollars I put on this under, I get nine hundred and fifty dollars back. Right. What do you think, Luke? Yeah. What do you think, Melissa? We'll go, Melissa, Luke, and Dennis. Um. Yeah. I think that sounds good. Um. I think they'll definitely be under. Um, I I did watch um, Coach Saley's um interview today. He was saying how they're going to be playing a bunch of different plays and they're just going to be throwing different people out there. They're going to have options. They're not going to right. play the same play, the same player. And that's what's really going to, that's what's really going to get this game. So I feel, I feel good about what you said. Oh, no. But, and yeah. then, yeah, with uh, this, the Chargers have done a bad job with sales with bringing fans in. So it's mm -hmm. a home game in the season. Also, Staley admits it. 
and was embarrassed, humiliated. How he was out coaching Jackson, though, was a better mm -hmm. big lead. He was yeah. out coaching Jackson. So they're going to have a great game plan, which what you brought up in a previous podcast, Melissa, with new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Mm, yes. yes. Realized mistakes, got rid of the offensive coordinator. Regardless whether he's going to work out or not, he's going to have a great game plan for this game. Remember, higher level intelligence is also situational intelligence. When you get punched in the face, <laughs> what do you do to execute your plan? We'll go uh, Dennis and Luke. Uh, I'm feeling good about the Chargers, but I'm like the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, in a few years with the climate change, they'll be uh, they'll have the home advantage wherever they go. Right. So uh, I can go with the Char uh, Dolphins on this one, and I I agree. 51 is a bit much, but I think they could get there. So I'm gonna say over on this one. Ooh, the double Bader Ginsburg on that one, contrarian. Yeah. What do you think, Luke? I like Melissa's boys to uh, oh, nice. win. I, I, I'd, I'd take them on the money line. And then uh, I, I'm going to agree with Dennis on that. I think we got robbed of this not being on Sunday Night Football. Uh, I think right. they're going to light it up. I, I think over. All right. So the consensus pick is your L.A. Chargers on the money line over 51 points. And remember, the 52 is the key number. So it's under the key number. So you're getting – so-called value on that on so the consensus pick the audience always wins is the chargers minus 160 on the money line over 51 the next game is literally bill belichick from the bill belichick football mafia and we can go on and on and on why i call him bill belichick the one that took me over the top reading the book was that him in college he rigged lacrosse sticks so he played with an illegal stick and got illegal sticks for his teammate as a lacrosse college player remember hogan was a lacrosse player he brought in and his son was a lacrosse player wow. they're doing a horrible job with nepotism he neglected his kids so two kids that feel so neglected he they guilt him into assisting coaching jobs with the patriots but we all know that belichick controls everything so what happens his daughter makes the college lacrosse team. And he only sees his daughter three times a year, right? Father of the year. One of the times for Christmas, he tells his daughter, let's go to the garage. And good old Belichick took time from watching films to rig the hockey or the lacrosse sticks for his daughter's coffee. <laughs> and like my wife says, you know, Hall of Fame coach like Belichick he doesn't have to cheat. He's a Hall of Fame coach. His great-grandkids have money without cheating. He is a criminal. He likes cheating. He gets his kicks and thrills off cheating. And to throw my wife in there, people don't change, and 95% of people can't change. And he hasn't faced any real consequences for being a cheat. Right? It's like uh, Charlie Sheen. He never faced any consequences for year after year of prostitutes and cocaine until he got AIDS. He didn't change. Still hasn't. So have you experienced that in your personal life, Bill? Girlfriends that try to change the guy. Oh, I can change him. Da, 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 and it ends up in a disaster. 
Has that ever happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so at home against the Eagles, man, you're looking at Foxwoods, that whole New Jersey area, $3 billion handle. So the Eagles are always going to be overpriced. We're going to go the other way and make money. As Aiden wants to know what's going on, my dog. Uh, so they're overpriced here. Uh, you're talking about a guy who's won seven Super Bowls. You're talking about Belichick at home. You're giving him uh, a point over the key number of three is plus four. Uh, the total is 45. Uh, I think they figure out how to score more than 45 points with uh, Bill O'Brien being the coordinator, and they have to show a little bit more on offense. In uh, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts and Belichick's defense, the 425 defense, which all the Belichick people run, including Kirby Smart over there in Georgia, uh, doesn't account for the quarterback. So Hurts is going to run, they're going to score points, but I think the Patriots cover. Cover the four points, and it's going to be over 45. We'll go Luke then Dennis. Um, I like the Super Bowl runner-ups to uh, run up the score here. I, I think they'll cover that. And uh, I think the Patriots get a couple garbage time points, and it's right. over 45. Right. So you'd like the Eagles to cover the minus four over 45? Yes, sir. All right. So we disagree on size, but we agree on the total. So break the tie, Dennis from South Lake. Uh, Eagles versus Patriots. Whatever most American game I can think of. <laughs> but uh, fly, I think I, fly. What? Yeah. Uh, fly, Eagles, fly. Gotta fly. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Eagles. Swoop in with a landing in the end zone. Ooh. Uh, so I didn't say... Under as well. All right. So he's a total contrarian. And that's sort of, no, actually, he's consensus. So the consensus pick is going to be your Super Bowl. And that's the other reasons the Eagles are over bet. They were in the Super Bowl last year with Coach Atriani, yeah. two new coordinators. Exactly. So we're going away. So Melissa and I are going the other way. But the consensus pick is uh, the Eagles minus the four points over 45 points. All right. The L.A. Rams and Coach McVeigh against Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll doesn't belong to any mafia. He has his own little mafia going on. He's won three national titles, one Super Bowl. Should have won a second Super Bowl. Uh, against McVeigh, five and a half points. Uh, somebody that knows McVeigh says, wow, he's such a nice guy. I like him. And I was like rolling my eyes. Oh, whatever. Another big story. Like, then he finished it, which was weird because this is a very button laced guy. And he says, but he married a Ukrainian skank. I can't believe it. So that's what he said. He's from Georgia. He's in LA. He wants to raise his kids in Georgia. It's probably his last year in LA. He's doing the best he can. The owner of the team, Gronky, married into the Walton family. Again, commercial real estate. The the SoFi Stadium he built uh, actually was in the inside of that. My job was the minority construction people that got the contracts. They would get this big lump sum of money, but they needed a business plan, a long term business plan. That was my job. So I got to know some people from Turner Construction. 
Originally, it was going to be $5 billion and it ended up being $7 billion. So Kroenke had to put up another $7 billion. He won money again. New team needed a stadium. They win the Super Bowl. Josh wins money. People on the podcast win money. So we thank the Kroenke's for that. But now that it's over, Walmart does not believe in labor costs. So now the Rams do not have the type of roster they had for the Super Bowl with depth, with quality depth, uh, overpriced backups to make sure they win at the end. The Seahawks, uh, the sister owns the team from Allen, was the original owner of Microsoft. And Pete Carroll, I like Pete Carroll, but a lot of people around Pete Carroll know Pete Carroll, known him as a habitual liar, a compulsive liar. Uh, remember, if you're not under oath, it's not illegal. So, no, but nobody really trusts him. And he lied to the press, everyone, the owner, that he wasn't the general manager, and that Schneider was the general manager. So, when push came to shove and the fans wanted Pete Carroll fired, or at least the owner, because the sister owner, all she likes to do is party. She parties 24 hours a day. She got a $38 billion inheritance. She doesn't have to do anything. The fans dragged her from the party house to meet uh, Schneider. And Schneider says, what? Meet me? I'm not a general manager. Pete's been lying to you the whole time. All I am is the numbers. Yes, man. She needs to meet with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll did a good job. Kept his job. He's in his 70s. Really shouldn't be coaching anymore. But he has a good process. Younger coach. Give me McVeigh, plus the six points, under 46. So this is a common theme we're seeing. Division teams playing each other, first game of the season. They want to keep things in their back pocket. They don't want to make silly mistakes on offense. So give me your LA Rams, plus the six points, under 46. We'll go Luke and Dennis. What do you guys think? I like it, Josh. I like everything you just said. Uh, division game in Seattle, yeah, uh, I like the Rams. Play. And yeah, I like the half point by there, too. Right. All right. So we have our consensus. Any dissenting remarks, Dennis? Uh, I'm going to have to – you know that video where the hawk or the eagle picks up that goat and drops him off a cliff? That's kind of <laughs> what I'm feeling on this. Nice. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go with the the Seahawks, and I'm actually gonna say over on it. All right, over over uh, forty six points total contrarian with old man Pete Carroll. If you live in the past, you die in the past. Pete Carroll, we call him on the podcast. All right, so Sunday night football. It's how about them boys against Brian Deball? Deball is from. The Bill Belichick, Nick Satan football mafia family, but he did coach one year with Andy Reid. So he's been part of the two major football mafia families. He wins a national title with Satan. Uh, Josh Allen's best year was in Buffalo when he was the offensive coordinator. He loves to run the quarterback. I don't know how much he can run uh, his quarterback as much as he ran him last year because he's more of a drop back guy from Duke. Uh, Cowboys will be ready for him. Jerry Jones, more nepotism. He got the, uh, always been a rich oil man. Actually, when I lived in Austin, Texas, 
I lived in Jerry Jones apartments and there were solar apartments. <laughs> uh, he took, um, I think it was $400 million and got the refineries and now he's selling oil to Germany, which the Ukrainian war helps him. So he turned whatever the 400 million into about 23 billion. So I'm thinking one wants to buy the whole NFL. But his problem is, as smart as he is, he's trying to do too much. He's the owner of the team. He's the president of the team. He's a general manager with his, brother, with his son, Stephen Jones. And really controls the whole team. Then you got McCarthy. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. McCarthy won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, what, 15 years ago? He gets fired from Green Bay. And he has such lack of insight, such a lack of control of his anchor, such a lack of control of his impulses that his stepkid, at a high school basketball game. He's at the game. The ref makes a bad call. He follows the ref out to the parking lot, beats him up, throws him in the trunk of the car. Yeah. In front of cops, everybody. <laughs> all of us would be in jail. Luke, Dennis, I, the list, we'd all be in jail if he did that. He gets out. He ended up paying like a $2 million settlement. Then he becomes coach of Dallas. Really, you want this guy as your head coach? Hothead, control freak, fires Kellen Moore. He's over there with uh, Melissa over there in L.A. with the Chargers. He's his own coordinator now. Uh, eventually, it'll be a disaster. But first game of the season, I like them on the money line. It's going to be a close game. No way it gets over 47 points because both teams are thinking long-term playoffs. That means you're going to run a lot. So in a way, it's good. It's a Sunday night game. A lot of people are going to be falling asleep so they can get to work the next day. <laughs> so I like the Cowboys on the money line. Let me see what I'm doing on the money line. It's $1,000. So we have a Warren Buffett conservative approach. Do not lose money. So I can get them at minus 165 on the money line. And no way is this game going over 46. 46 points, but I'll buy the half point. Make it 47. All right. What do you think? Uh, we'll go Dennis, then Luke. Cowboys vs. Giants. Uh, I think you're on the money with this one. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. It's going to be... Uh, yeah. And um, I'm going to say over. Cowboys, it's going to be high noon. <laughs> right on. All right. So you agree on the side, which is going to be the Cowboys minus 160. You disagree on the total. You think this game is going over. What do you think? Break the tie, Luke. I got to take the Cowboys, too. Uh, I like the money line bet, and I like the under as well. Nice. Nice. So the consensus pick is going to be, how about them boys? Minus the 160 <laughs> money line, under the 47. All right. And what's the last game we're going to look at, Mel? Bills and the Jets. Bills and the Jets. So when we have Chad on, Chad works out with Josh Allen. Get a lot of insight to Josh Allen. Josh Allen's worth ethic. His impulse control issues aren't the best. Uh, arguments he got in the playoffs weren't good. He's going against Aaron Rodgers and um, Hard Knocks. So Hard Knocks teams always get over bet. The Jets always get over bet because they're in New York in 
we want to talk about our religion, right? People bet the Jets blindly in New York, New York, New Jersey area, $3 billion handle. With that being said, whenever I go against it, I always lose money. And some people think it's a superstition, old man, old wives' tale. But for four years on the podcast, it's been almost 100%. When I've gone against it, I've lost money. So I'm forced to do it. Since the beginning of Monday Night Football, the dog on Monday Night Football has covered 80% of the time. Monday Night Home Dog. So even though my mind wants me to go see the other way, I'm just going to have to follow football tradition. Maybe not bid 1000 but 500 bucks. So 500 of my hard-earned money is going to go on the Monday Night Home Dog, which covers 80% of the time. The Jets plus three points and a lot of hype going into this. So Vegas is going to steal money, not steal money from people, but manipulate people. They're trying to bet that over 47 and this game's going under. From what I heard on Heinrichs, there's a coordinator on there saying, oh, if they break, we're in every game, which is a horrible thing to say. You say, we're going to win the Super Bowl. But Basically, what he's saying is that they're going to protect the defense a lot, and they're only going to open up the offense if they're behind. Otherwise, you're going to see a steady diet of Aaron Rodgers getting him into the right play. And really, the benefit of having an old-ass bisexual quarterback is that they get you into the right play. And that's what I found out when I investigated Aaron Rodgers for the rich guy. Because his daughter wanted to date Aaron Rodgers. That's what I found out. And again, we'll put the rules of evidence in the uh, episode notes. It has to be direct evidence. Eyewitness testimony is the worst form of evidence. Best form of evidence is video and corroboration, documentation in the meantime. So, yes, we did get evidence of Aaron Rodgers' bisexuality. And remember, Aaron Rodgers can sue me for defamation or whatever. So if they do that, I have to provide the evidence in court. So I can provide the evidence in court of Aaron Rodgers' bisexuality. We're not here to judge. We're just using that to predict games. And as an old quarterback, you can get him into the right play. That means running, means the Jets cover, 80% home dog on Monday night, under the 47. All right, for the final game, we'll go Luke and then Dennis. What do you guys think? I'm going complete opposite on that one. I'm going to say uh, Bills. I'm going to go Bills' money line, and then I'm going to go over the 46 and a half. Good old Josh Allen, Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott is from the Andy Reid football mafia family. Mm-hmm. And Salah, Salah's his own thing. He's a corporate guy, but he uh, coached for Pete Carroll. And John Lynch, San Francisco. So, sort of the Andy Reid Mafia family. What do you think, Dennis? Uh, I think Osama bin Laden and I have the same <laughs> team in mind, the New York right. Jets. So I'm going to go with the New York Jets. Uh, same as you, Josh. All right. Home dog uh, running back. Yeah, I'm going to have to say under as well. All right. So that is the consensus pick. Uh, with Luke being uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but you know Josh Allen actually it's kind of the same bet. 
Uh, so we can go three sides of the bet. So Melissa, we're going to go three sides of the bet on this. We're going to go mm -hmm. the Bills on the money line. Okay, Bills money line actually is a good number, 136, minus 136. The Jets plus three and the under 47. So best case scenario, Melissa, we win three sides of the bet. We win all three. The game ends up being 21-19 bills. So 21-19 bills means based on Luke's advice. I can't change it, right? I don't know everything. Boom. On, on Luke's advice, I take the bills money line. Minus 136. I win that. The Jets plus three. I win that. 21-19. I win that. And then 21 plus 19 is 40. The total is 47. It goes under. I win that. I win three mm -hmm. sides. Of that. Very excited about these picks, man. Especially yeah. the consensus picks. Melissa, we'll have all the consensus picks on Twitter mm -hmm. at 9 a.m. And then we will uh, post uh, the podcast again on YouTube so people can figure out the whys. It'll be funny if I run to somebody uh, on the Vegas sports book. I'll be at the win encore, maybe, maybe Westgate. Uh, listening to the podcast, getting their picks, and then going to the window. It's always fun to look at the statistics and see how many statistics with geolocation are downloading. Uh, one casino in Detroit has a lot, but you get a lot of Vegas downloads on 9 a.m. Our time, 12 Eastern. <laughs> All right, final words. We'll go around the horn. Final words. Thank you. You guys, so much for helping me out. Help me tweak a couple of picks, put money in my pocket, make sure all of us make money. So, final thoughts we'll go around. We'll go Dennis, Luke, and then Melissa. Final words, Dennis. Uh, it's been great. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, a lot of interesting picks this time around. Uh, hopefully, we can go in this year and Getting time for uh, the good picks. Yeah, we always take healthfully out of it, right? We've had four years of profit. We've only had about four weeks and four years where we kind of broke even. We've never had a losing week. Knock on wood. We're doing the Warren Buffett always make money. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Luke? Can you hear me? Um, Kansas final City thoughts. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, go Chiefs. And uh, you're gonna have some ribs tomorrow uh, watching the games. Absolutely. So when I go visit you in Kansas City, right, Melissa and I go visit you in Kansas City. What rib place? Yes. Are you? Oh, um, I, I think Joe's Kansas City, PC nice. Joe's is probably the best rib place. Go look it up podcast yes i love ribs <laughs> gonna find the best rib place in vegas that's that's my favorite ribs and then oh, nice. you can get ribs. into anything brisket there's oh yeah nice there's the best of the best for everything right i'll make sure i do my cardio keep my momentum going from my yeah. <laughs> freaking i uh melissa would have to have like 10 kids to get you know, the, the birth weight of what I lost. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to keep the momentum going, but 
That sounds good, Riggs. Final words, Melissa. Um, I'm I'm very excited just for this nice. week. Um, football. What else? What else do you want? I've been waiting since my team got out. Uh, since uh, what was it, January? So um, I'm very excited. It was a horrible loss, but you know what? I'm I'm super excited to see what my team, what every other team has to bring this year, and. Yeah, I'm, I'm tomorrow night. I'm I'm so freaking excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, tomorrow night it starts, and then um, Alyssa and I will be back on Friday for college football. Yes. All right, what about Ten Pack and Luke and Dennis? You're welcome on that one too. Uh, I'll show you guys the games we're going to look at, and always in the two kind of business philosophies, right? There's one where the person's a complete jerk, a holes, everyone lies, cheats. It's complete dirtbag, and they make a lot of money and they live a happy life. They have a wife and four girlfriends, and you know, they're doing good. Then there's the opposite type of business approach. A guy like me, I've been married 20 years to the same woman. Uh, I give, and whenever I give, I get 10 back, I get a return of 10. That's how I make it. And Winston Churchill said, right? Salesmen think short term, businessmen and women think long term. You make a living from your labor, your day-to-day work. You make a living from your labor, but you build long-term relationships and you create long-term value by making a living from your labor, but making a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network.